the honor of calling this guest a friend when people still listen to cassettes. <laughs> One of my first memories was when she had her own zine and made her own politically driven t-shirts in high school against animal cruelty. Uh, she was um, also nice enough to have my first high school band, NQP, <laughs> play, her, uh, first, play our first show in her backyard. Years later, she let me chill backstage with her band, Ovoir Simone, during their Japan tour. Um, so yeah, I would like to welcome a hero I call by the first name, Annie. Hey, Phil. <laughs> so what's going on? Yeah, how, how is everything going? I know we chatted a little bit before this, but um, yeah, it's the, how's life in general? We haven't, I think, spoken uh for a couple of years yeah, i think we, it was since yeah. backstage yeah yeah so i was like almost 10 years ago are you kidding me <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i thought i like okay yes like objectively i can see that but it feels like maybe two years ago yeah yeah right yeah, yeah. i think um yeah, it does it definitely does but yeah i just i started my new job at that yeah at that time so it was about 10 years ago oh yeah. my god <laughs> time flies damn <laughs> So, so yeah, um, so that, you know, um, you know, as, as I, you know, mentioned before, like this podcast is just, um, you know, it's like a like feel good podcast and, you know, um, it's really ma made for, you know, some of my students or, you know, teachers that want to, you know, have students practice listening to, you know, just a regular conversation in English. Yeah, I um, think it's, I, I don't want to interrupt, but like, mm -hmm. I've been trying to brush up on my Spanish and oh, okay. I don't know if you know, I, in college, I went on exchange to the university of puerto rico yes and yes. i got like real good in spanish and i was so excited and like now i watch tv and now my little brother's wife she's dominican and her whole family <laughs> speaks spanish and i like clam up i get so shy <laughs> i can like kind of like be like hey can i get a glass of water but like i'm like so shy and then i've been listening to these like maybe like semi conspiracy theory podcasts <laughs> about like okay. the history of mexico city in spanish okay. but like I was thinking like if only the podcast like had a transcript mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. it would be such a great tool for me because sometimes they're talking about like I don't know all these technical like weird sci-fi words and I'm like mm -hmm. what are they talking about or slang so mm -hmm. I don't know I just feel like this is such a great idea for English learners to like actually hear a conversation because that's the hardest thing to learn yes yeah 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 exactly exactly um yeah, so if anybody is out there that uh, is listening that wants to do the, a similar thing in, in uh, Espanol, go Por for it. Por favor. <laughs> <laughs> Lo necesito mucho. Awesome. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I guess, um, you know, I'm, uh, I don't know if you listen to the, I've, this is like the fourth uh, podcast uh, that will come out. Um, so, yeah, just like to talk about just, um, you know, just kind of celebrate our friendship, celebrate you. Um, because you're awesome um, and just uh, yeah kind of talk about kind of your artistic life I guess that's what this first I guess season I, you know whatever happens with it but um yeah I'm just trying to talk more about with my with my the friends that the people in my life that are very artistic or that um, you know I connected with um, through like art and stuff because it's something that I'm really into um, so yeah um yeah, so we met, I would say, what, in ninth, ninth in grade, ninth maybe? In ninth grade, yeah. Yeah. So at that time, yeah, like, uh, yeah, what were you doing? Like, what, what kind of got you into music? Cause I think that is how we first connected, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely through the punk 
scene and mm-hmm. hardcore music. I I've always played music since I was little and I've mm-hmm. always like been obsessed with playing keyboards and I never really took lessons and I never to even to this day like it's still really hard for me. I mm-hmm. um you know, we took so many music classes and I think we were we were in jazz band together yep. and like all this stuff and like mm-hmm. I I always felt like it was such a struggle for me to play music like even like i did like vibraphone but i would have to practice like two hours a day what other people would get (laughs) so quickly and i learned Mm -hmm. later like in my senior year of high school that it was because i couldn't see i needed glasses and i didn't know no way are you kidding me yeah i couldn't see the music and like yes i'm also a slow learner but it was just like i was like why can everybody just like see these things so quickly they're so much smarter than i am (laughs) he just needed glasses i just needed glasses (laughs) (laughs) so i kind of missed out on like that becoming so natural to me but Mm -hmm. um but but i always like have been like just inspired to play just for the joy of the sound but it wasn't Mm -hmm. until like much later that i felt like at all ever comfortable playing publicly but like so at the time that we met like what really turned me on about music was like finding the hardcore scene i'm sure you Mm -hmm. this was like this for you like growing up on long island Mm -hmm. i felt like such an outcast (laughs) even though and you were super popular and i had a lot of friends (laughs) and like we were very social but there was like kind of like this emotional island sensibility of like all these people are just living these lives Mm -hmm. that are so superficial mean nothing are they interested in the mall or like Mm -hmm. watching a football game which is like fine enjoy it Mm -hmm. but that's not what life is and then like you know, I think just about at the same time, we found this whole scene, this community of people mm-hmm. who cared about the environment. They cared about animal rights. They cared mm-hmm. about urban sprawl. They cared about yeah. war and nonviolence. And I was like, whoa, what was this like secret network mm-hmm. happening under the fabric of like perhaps the most superficial, stereotypical <laughs> suburbia in America? Yeah, right? yeah. Like it's Long for Island. Real. Yeah, Long Island. There's a bit more <laughs> suburban sprawl than that. Like. <laughs> Yeah, maybe not Brentwood so much though, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. But but as far as places go, total that. So that was like just so exciting, and I remember going to shows with you and Jeff and Chris and mm-hmm. um, Ricky Lopez, and mm-hmm. like just really, you know, just seeing this network and how music can foster this community of like zines networks Mm -hmm. communications political rights and um yeah so that's what really got me into it yeah well awesome man thanks for sharing like um that's like one of my first not my first memory but i just remember you and i just think about you i just remember like you you think you had like the uh like the uh punk uh, skinhead girl haircut i think for a while (laughs) like you had your head head shaved and you would have like you know make your own t-shirts you know against animal cruelty and you were like vegan in high school right yeah or at least vegetarian yeah i don't I remember yeah i remember i think so I, I thought you made that shit up like i thought like you just created it <laughs> <laughs> and i was like is that even possible <laughs> oh like that I, was so far you out to you you're like somebody would like not eat animals i didn't know i didn't know it was possible like i was like can you survive i was worried like is, is, is this possible i thought it was cool I, and like i you know like you know i was like yeah i don't want to kill animals and, and stuff either 
you know like if i don't have to wear leather or you know like that's fine like i i, I thought that was great but i thought yeah that you made it, i thought you created this whole thing and then i went to my first shows and i was just like oh wow this is like possible and you know like v different like you know things would blow up i would like in the mid like the mid 2000s with like you know everything started you know you know like uh you know people started eating hummus and like vegan cream <laughs> yeah, cheese yeah, yeah, and yeah. But, you know, yeah, like the mid-90s, like, yeah, like it wasn't until I went to my first show and I, I realized that, oh, wow, yeah, this, it is a thing. Like, I, I, I literally thought you made it up yourself. I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah, so like, what, what Actually, like. Actually, I guess yeah. I did make it up, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the famous story of like why I became a vegetarian, right? No, no, I don't know why. <laughs> well, the first thing that happened was in seventh grade. You didn't go to West, but we had a teacher, Mr. Mm -hmm. Feldman, who is now like in a meditation group with my parents. But that's like oh, another wow. story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Feldman, I was like, I didn't want to dissect a frog. And he was like, I was like, I can't kill an animal or hurt an animal. He's like, but you eat meat, right? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Interesting point, Mr. Feldman. So I gave up meat for like a week. And then I was like, whatever this means nothing to me and mm -hmm. then like about a year later i was eating a pork like pork chops with paul michael for some reason my little brother and i were like sitting eating pork chops alone <laughs> at the dinner table and i like looked at the pork chop and i was like oh my god paul michael this is a dead pig <laughs> and he's like yeah and it's delicious <laughs> It sounds just like your brother. <laughs> so my brother. Um, so that was when I stopped because, like, I don't know. It somehow just like occurred to me that it was a dead body, and I was like, mm -hmm. "Ew, that's actually really gross." <laughs> <laughs> it is if you think about it. You know, especially if we, we don't have to do it now. Like you know, we we don't have to do it. Like. Yeah, now they got that genetically <laughs> modified plant material. You can eat yeah instead. yeah go for it, man. But. uh <laughs> Yeah, so like, and, and you've maintained that like consistently, right? Well, kind of. When yeah. I was pregnant with my son, I was touring mm -hmm. a lot, like touring a mm -hmm. lot, a lot. And like, yeah, it became a passable thing. Like I would say like in Germany and mm -hmm. America and like Canada, you could be a vegetarian. But like mm -hmm. if you went to France or Portugal or Spain, mm -hmm. people literally like, couldn't understand like what you were trying to say mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. i ended up just eating like bread and cheese and i was like mm -hmm. oh damn like i'm gonna kill my kid if i don't <laughs> yeah, start eating be careful, meat because yeah. <laughs> we were touring and i was pregnant I, we toured for about maybe four or six months of my pregnancy wow that's a blunt tour wow yeah well yeah on and off so mm -hmm. um yeah, so I kind of just gave up and I was like, all right, I got to eat chicken, like, or this mm -hmm. kid's going to die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, no sleep, no food. Like, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so he turned out to be a very intelligent, healthy child. Oh, great. Um, okay. Yeah, but I'm mostly vegetarian. Mm -hmm. Like, mostly. Like, I probably eat meat or, like, fish, like, maybe once or twice a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, um, you know, I just think, you know, uh, it's, it's such. Um, you know, I'm not like, I, I, I don't want to get anybody mad, but I think, you know, being too militant about it is not, might not be the most psychologically healthy thing. Um, yeah, for you, you know. or anybody around you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, it, you know, I, I know uh, my, my brother-in-law, like, uh, what he does with his family is, like, they'll have, like, you know, no meat Monday and, 
Oh, that's you know, amazing. Like, yeah. That's so yeah, good yeah. for the environment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So he's, he, his approach is more environmental. He's that's German. Cool. Yeah. Ah, so, see. Just, yeah. yeah. So you kind of have to eat meat or something if you live there with the sausages and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But people there are actually, there's so many like vegetarian grocery stores and like, mm-hmm. like all these like alterna meats. Like I remember the first time I went there, I was like, whoa, like these people, there's like a huge like kind of like quote unquote health food like contingent mm-hmm. in Germany. Yeah, um, yeah, you know Lee, 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 Lee lives there. No, oh, you know, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I visited him last. I went there last year. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. yeah, he'll be he'll be great. a guest as well soon. Yeah. So. Lovely. I'll show you. I'll show you come up. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So um, okay. So you found. Sorry. Uh, so like, I was gonna get back on track. Oh you don't yeah. Wanna, yeah. So. Um, I can talk. <laughs> so. <laughs> so here, here here you are. You know, you've always been into music. Um, you you know, played the vibraphone through, um, through high school with Green Machine, a jazz band. Um, and then at the same time, you know, you kind of, you know, just had this kind of urge not to, uh, for lack of a better word, um, do what everybody else, about lack of a better term, do what everybody else is doing, like going to the mall or listen, listening to, I don't know, New Kids on the Block or InSync, <laughs> whatever. I don't know what was big at the time. And, um, and, you know, you kind of found, oh, wow, there's like this whole scene of people that, you know, get together, are politically active, are thinking about the world um, in a similar way that, 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 that you were. Um, and this, you know, kind of influenced, you know, how, how you eat and, and how you think and also like your music choices and stuff. So, um, yeah, like did, did this, how did this, um, I guess, influence you like artistically, like because you were you express yourself in lots of different ways. So, yeah, like what moved you? Like the- I can't say that I was influenced or copied anything really in the in that scene like it was Mm -hmm. more like what the scene did for me was just kind of validate that societal norms don't really mean anything if there's no Mm -hmm. reason behind them like i love that there's there's a societal norm like not to murder people i love that there's a societal norm that like you say bless you when somebody sneezes like Mm -hmm. i love Mm -hmm. those kinds of societal norms that like bring kindness and you know an ease of movement within society but i do not love societal norms that are like okay people don't vote because they don't <laughs> understand what it means you know so i so yeah. things that are arbitrary and not contributing to the betterment of the group i feel like what that scene did for me was like validate that like it, you just do what you want and and mm-hmm. it was also like i feel like also the fact that i i was really kind of enabled to to be like whatever quote unquote a freak because I felt so much support in the community of our high school Mm -hmm. like so many people have these horror stories of high school of getting picked Mm -hmm. on of getting beat up but my story was like oh actually I got nominated for prom queen yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and like I wasn't I was definitely awkward I was like not like cool yeah yeah I I, it was more like people were like oh she's like so weird that's Mm -hmm. that's interesting (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is interesting yeah that's right yeah because it's so hard to explain I think um our you know the situation that we were in I think it's it's not wasn't it was uh not similar to I think many other schools I think right yeah um, yeah 
Yeah, I feel like Brentwood was so like hyper diverse mm-hmm. and not even like ethnically, but also just like culturally. Like culturally, it was such a yeah. huge school. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. such a, like a huge school. Like I, that was just so pivotal for me. Like I was so lucky. Like as much as I hate on Long Island constantly, like mm-hmm. what I really loved about going to Brentwood was that you could see that every different like whatever now would be like a stereotyped ethnic group or whatever there's mm-hmm. like the nerds in that group the like mm-hmm. video yeah. gamers in that group there's like the band kids in that group yeah, there's the yeah. theater kids like it doesn't matter and i think that was like the biggest asset of brentwood was that like there were so many people there that like the nerd kids could thrive in their nerddom and then like mm-hmm. the theater kids could thrive in their theaterdom <laughs> and yes there was like some conflict but i feel like what the conflict was was like usually like between jocks like yeah, <laughs> like yeah the rest yeah. of us were just like oh duh. like whatever yeah <laughs> that's so, so true yeah yeah <laughs> who got in fights like did you ever get in a fight i was always like no, who's fighting no. like that's stupid <laughs> yeah never never ever uh, yeah <laughs> i do remember lots of fights yeah there yeah, were fights there were. in the school but yeah tons yeah but i don't know who they were <laughs> like, who are me neither it's so true people getting jumped and stuff like that. i was like oh yo man you so, so oh yeah <laughs> it's always like a, the big, at five corners they're gonna yeah, jump him <laughs> yeah so yeah oh man it's yeah uh, man it's so so many like uh, memories <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back of um yeah, but yeah, we definitely like sidestepped a lot of that stuff, and I guess it was through music, right? And um, but like, um, did you only do band? Did you do art class as well? You know, I didn't do art class, and there's I wasn't like the video. I did do the media, the, right? Yeah, in the media class, so yeah, I learned right, how to edit right. on the VHS cassette, mm-hmm, the VHS mm-hmm. tapes, mm-hmm. Um, which actually I use those skills to this day. Like I edit my own music videos and everything. Really, and, yeah. awesome! And I love it. And and people tell me like, "Wow, you're a really good editor." I was like, "Well, I did win best editor in twelfth grade, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so cool. That's yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Go on, sorry. No, I was just going to say, yeah. And like, I just feel like after I left Brentwood and I would meet people from Long Island, they would be like, oh, you're from Brentwood and kind of give me the side eye or they would yeah, like be yeah. like scared of me. They were yeah. like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> Brentwood's not a dangerous place. In fact, Brentwood was like... <laughs> It was amazing. Like we had this media class and we had band mm-hmm. class and we had, you know, it's like I learned so much there. Yeah. yeah. The teachers who were good were like really inspired. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. had a lot of good teachers. Yeah, they, they really did. Um, yeah. And as a teacher, not myself, I'm, you know, I'm learning how learning works. Like, like, yeah, I don't know if the teachers knew what they were doing, but they were, they, they just were just on point. And I think, um, yeah, it was just it influenced how I teach. Like, they were just they were willing to listen to us. They encouraged us. They gave us mm-hmm. freedom. You know, they let us. Um, you know, just kind of you know play and 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 learn through that in a creative and kind of caring and nurturing uh, way. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, media class. Yeah, me, same with me. You know, media. You know, I. Um, yeah, I was in the media class, Mr. Lane and Mr. Rogers. Oh my God, I yeah, had forgotten yeah. their names. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, it, were yeah, we this, in the same class? I don't know. I was in class with Adam. 
I was in the class with Faith Faith September. Yeah, I wasn't in Faith's class. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't in her class. You were in, so okay, we were so you were in the other class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in the class with Jackie. We were we okay. Were yeah, 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 yeah. I actually joined because I liked Jackie. So that's why you <laughs> it, joined media. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was well, in the other class. What a good influence. Class. That's yeah, a great yeah, yeah. reason to join media. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that. I was like, oh, man, she's a media. I want to be in the same class as her. And then I, I got in, and then they put me in the other class. I was like, oh, no, that uh, sucks. Twist but it was, of I, fate. It, <laughs> yeah, but it, 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 it influenced my life in so many ways. Like, you know, I'd really, you know, like you said, like those skills, those editing skills. And um, I just, I just um, was talking to, to Aaron and just like, having that responsibility to like be director to be sound person to be camera person and sharing that with other people like it kind of gave me like you know management skills as well and stuff throughout life so yeah um, yeah yeah it's <laughs> crazy awesome. right what you can like give to a kid and then they're suddenly like oh that's how the world works mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then yeah. and then it just like opens it up because like yeah you can't really learn anything without the experience like it just seems like this mystery set of rules mm-hmm until you like just go out and do it yeah exactly exactly yeah that's that's so cool yeah so yeah big ups to brentwood yeah way to go <laughs> so, Brentwood. yeah man love it man. i love that place <laughs> i do love that so um so yeah so okay so boom we're in high school and um you know uh senior year you know you get nominated for for, for, for prom queen <laughs> lost um, to yeah, somebody lost. i had never heard of i don't know what i didn't go it? to prom bummer you know who yeah. my prom date was who jeff baptiste oh really jeff baptiste awesome <laughs> best prom date ever <laughs> that's so cool man that's i didn't know i totally forgot about that yeah i didn't i didn't go i you like didn't go. I, yeah, I saved the money and I was like, I could use this for other things. Yeah. <laughs> Such I, as this 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. That's so cool. And uh, yeah, we got speaking about like, uh, like being like, um, not like not in like the uh, popular crowd, I guess, whatever you want to call it. Um, Greg, my friend Greg won Prom King that year. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, we, we like, you know, we like it was like a like a fu to like all the the popular kids. <laughs> it yeah, sucks that, it sucks that you know we had to use Greg as an avatar for that. But <laughs> Greg, Greg was a good guy, I think. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I don't know if I never really like super hung out with Greg, mm -hmm. but I always said hi to him in the hall. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I think that. I voted yeah. for him. No, oh, awesome. Yeah, thank you. We we had a whole campaign. <laughs> oh, that was the yeah. Ross. That was for Ross. Yeah, Ross. Yeah, because yeah. you were sounding Oh, that's right. There's, there's uh, two different ones. That's right. Yeah. No, that's right. All right, cool. That's probably so, yeah, why I was yeah. nominated. There were like so many people nominated because there were so many singles. <laughs> yes. Well, you, yeah, that's so true, right? Oh, man. All right. All right. Yeah. So then what happened next? Because I think that's, we kind of went our separate ways uh, pretty much after, um, yeah, after sadly, high school, right? Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. I went to Hunter College in part of oh, CUNY. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I um, yeah, I got a full scholarship, so you awesome! Know, Congrats. <laughs> got to take that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I went there and I ended up studying media actually, um, mm. but it was like media criticism. So I studied okay. how to analyze 
the media and I also minored in women's studies. Okay. So I was kind of like looking at this like feminist perspective of kind of like film history and you know just how women are presented in the media but the Mm -hmm. truth was i was part of this like quote-unquote honors program but what that program really meant was that like you didn't really have to study anything you could study everything (laughs) and like nobody really cared because like you were going to be fine and like as a consequence i don't really have like deep fundamental knowledge of anything phil Kind of like, like, uh, yeah. Sure, like I read Bell Hooks and wrote like mm-hmm. twenty essays on her, but like, do I actually like remember it? <laughs> twenty years later, no, yeah, yeah. not really. Uh, you got to stay That's on top hilarious. of those things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I went there, and then I ended up working, and that's actually like to to talk about like just like going ahead and doing it, like part of um hunter college program they have like an exchange program specifically with the university of puerto rico and you know brentwood is so puerto rican that like mm-hmm. i instantly befriended all the the, the exchange students and like mm-hmm. we all like hanging out and one of them was like yo annie like you should go to puerto rico next year and i was like wait what are you talking about i've never <laughs> been on an airplane like that's not possible and all the classes are in spanish like that's just not gonna happen <laughs> and she was like no, you just never know until you try. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. I'll help you. And okay. she basically convinced me. And like, I just took this leap of faith. And I feel so grateful for that experience because that was when that, like, that just continued what we were saying, like, with the media. Like, mm-hmm. you just go in and you just do it. And you're just like, oh, this is how the world works. Like, you can literally do anything. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Wow. You probably had a similar thing when you went to Japan. You, you had Japan, saying. yeah. Yeah. Right? Definitely. You're just like, oh, okay, here I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> this, yeah, exactly, right? Okay, okay, this is happening. All right, I'm, I'm still breathing. <laughs> I, could, I could move and do things. Okay, Got a headache from st- thinking in another language all day, but mm-hmm. uh, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, so there, how was that? Like, how was that? Because, like, you know, I'm, I'm, my, mom's from, my mom's Puerto Rican, but I, I actually never had a chance to go. Oh, um, to Phil! Visit. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. I was actually yeah. on Google Maps last night, like looking at all my old hangouts and seeing like <laughs> how they still look. Because <laughs> I miss Puerto Rico so much. Like it was kind of messed up because you can really see firsthand like how American colonialism mm-hmm. can just like gut a place and mm-hmm. like, you know, like put in factories, then like boop, pull out the factories and put in Burger Kings. Like yeah. that's all you got. Yeah. And, um, kind of like leaving you high and dry now um and so that was really interesting to see and like you know again it's like you can read all about like what americans do but then when you go and like see firsthand Mm -hmm. you're like oh like that's the consequence of like you know no education budget and like Mm -hmm. you know whatever but um it also like you know it's like a thriving beautiful place where like people care about each other and like you know there's like much like Brentwood there's like so many different like groups like you know I where I was it was at the university and it was like very socialist so my Mm -hmm. education was extremely socialist and that's probably why (laughs) I saw the (laughs) colonial angle because I had all these like Mm -hmm. (laughs) anti-American professors (laughs) teaching me the history of Puerto Rico and I'm like whoa we did that and then we like put that law and then we Mm -hmm. like 
you know, change like your whole structure of your society just yep. like for our benefit. Like yeah, even um, that uh, agriculture, right? They, yeah. They, they, with the sugar, yeah, they did all the. Yeah, it's, oh my so god! Like over and over again. Um, mm. So yeah, so I don't know. I really, I really appreciated that experience because it really broadened the depth of my perception of the the world, you know, and yeah. and how and how things work and um yeah it's a cool place and it's like so such a beautiful country like like it's this tiny island and there's like seven mm. different biomes there <laughs> there's yeah that's right because like, the mountainous region right yeah um, yeah hey, that's right yeah. you got deserts you got mm -hmm. swamps you got like beach you got mm -hmm. rainforest like everything Definitely, yeah and then yeah. mountains they have like Mm -hmm. You know, they have this amazing, like, telescope up in the mountains, uh, like an wow. observatory. It's a it's a cool place. But, yeah, I came back. Actually, I started playing music before I went there. I worked in mm -hmm. this bookstore. And um, another thing that, like, I just did, my friend was like, hey, yeah, we're starting a band. And you're going to be the singer and play guitar. And I was like, oh, wait. Oh, awesome. Wait. <laughs> Phil, I can't sing. <laughs> And nor do I know how to play guitar. <laughs> Seems like it worked out for you though in the long run. <laughs> in the long run, and I think that's like just like one of the benefits of just like go going with the flow and mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jocelyn wow. and Sung Bin. They were just like <laughs> yeah. So like yeah. Well, how 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 was that band experience? That that's that sounds. So were you singing in in, in Spanish or? Well, I actually did. Well, so that started in New York, but okay, okay. my bandmate was, she, well, she was half Puerto Rican and half Dominican. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. also I had a Korean bandmate and also I had a Cuban bandmate. It was a very international kind of a band. That's cool. We were all New Yorkers, though. We were all New mm -hmm. Yorkers, you know. Uh, but um, but there were some songs in Spanish. That's why I That's was bringing awesome. up everybody's ethnic background. But uh, yeah. that was, yeah, that happened after I came back from Puerto Rico because okay. I was really like into spanish <laughs> that's awesome so oh, it's so cool yeah it was a terrible band pill i was <laughs> i'm a really bad singer <laughs> i don't think so i mean i, I was I just... really bad you know <laughs> but the thing is i was really brave so like that mm -hmm. made up for it i like that yeah so you 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 you, you know you were you were, you were really bad but brave i think that's um <laughs> That's a good way to approach a lot of things, I think. Yeah, but not if you want any fans. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so that's that's so cool. That's so cool. So yeah, from Brentwood, from the Green Machine, Jazz Band to Hunter College, you know, writing uh, essays on bell hooks and doing, you know, film uh, you know, analysis from a, you know, feminist standpoint, then all of a sudden you're in Port exchange student in Puerto Rico. Yeah do that for a year is that a year yeah for a program? year yeah and then i came back uh uh yeah 2001 and then our okay. band restarted and we kept playing shows um so that was oh yeah. you're going sorry no i was gonna say yeah and we just like kind of like morphed band members for a while okay including having like two bassists like one on like an acoustic bassist with a wow. pickup and then our other friend on like electric bass how did and that then, sound? And then me playing guitar and, <laughs> and no drummer. No drummer. Oh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little bit too avant-garde, maybe. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we were playing, like, pop-punk songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh do, you have, do you have any CDs or anything? We do have some CDs. 
please. I don't know if I can send them to you. They're so bad. But Maybe I, think... I, I, I can cut them into the in, into the. Uh, oh my god! Into please the episode don't. If you want. I'm like blushing. <laughs> I'm blushing so hard right now. I'm revealing too much. It's because I feel so comfortable around you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool, though. I mean, you know, it's um yeah. So. <laughs> So that was kind of like, it's like a lot of people were moving to Brooklyn. Were you in Brooklyn at that time already? No, or? I was still living. Uh, well, at that time. So when I lived at Hunt, when I went to Hunter, I lived in the mm-hmm. dorms. So that was in Manhattan. Okay. Um, Manhattan. I ended okay. up moving to Brooklyn. <laughs> this is okay. So I ended up marrying the guy. So don't think that I'm a jerk here. But um, mm-hmm. I met this guy who opened up for my band at ABC No Rio. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, and then I was going to go to like hang out on the West Coast with my best friend. And I was like, hey, I need to like leave my stuff somewhere. Can I leave it at your apartment? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, no problem. And then um, now we're married. Awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good uh, move. Good move. Uh, yeah, well, we were also, like, making out at the time that I left my stuff there, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, so he also ended up being our drummer for a little while, but he was too fancy, okay. so I, I was like, you can't do this anymore. You, I was like, what are you doing, Doug? What are you doing? And he's like, um, I'm playing a fill. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> too much. Oh, man. <laughs> He was like, I can't just play hi-hat and snare the whole time. Yes, you can. Quarter notes, please. Just quarter (laughs) notes. It's fine. Be a drum machine. It's just... just (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, that's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) He's a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. So, yeah. So, okay. So, you were like in Manhattan playing, you know, music. Yeah. And Um, then I left my stuff at Doug's house. That's how I ended up in Brooklyn. Sorry. That's... Sorry, okay. that was the story of when I ended up in Brooklyn, right oh, after okay, I graduated okay. college. Because then I got yeah, so to like, Brooklyn. Yeah, so like Brooklyn at that time, I remember like a few of my friends during that time were starting to move to Brooklyn. And like there was a pretty big music scene there um, in the, the early 2000s. Um, oh. <laughs> can you hear my daughter screaming? <laughs> it yeah. sounds kind of cute. Okay, yeah, she's just playing with my... Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> cute. It's either cute or terrified. Yeah, yeah. That borderline. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, were you... Because I, I remember just before I came to Japan in 2003, 2004, you were, you were playing already with uh, Ovar Simone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we started that band in 2003. Okay. Um, yeah, that kind of, like, morphed out of my other band. So one of my bandmates, Sungbin, and I... And then Erica, who was in Doug's band, uh, mm-hmm. he had, yeah. And then Heather, who was like friends with Erica's boyfriend or something. I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. We just like started <laughs> this band mm-hmm. um, with just keyboards and drum machines. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So like that, that's a big jump from like, you know, two bass, two bass players mm-hmm. and guitar <laughs> yeah. to keyboards, you know. Um, yeah. So like what, 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 like. What was it, the click or the transition to be like, all right, I'm going to do, you know, because, you know, less of, you know, kind of traditional. I guess you weren't, it was already not, not traditional with two bass players. But um, <laughs> yeah, like what, what was the transition to keyboards and stuff? Yeah. I'm sure that, your, your vibraphone history and stuff pl- played into that, I'm guessing. Yeah, right? for sure. And yeah. I always like 
we had like a little like realistic like the Radio Shack brand of like the one of the early Casios when I was a kid and I loved mm -hmm. playing that so um, it was actually Erica's idea to have this like kind of keyboard club and we weren't even going to make it a band and then Erica's teacher uh, keyboard teacher invited us to play a show and then we started playing a show and then um, yeah and then we got asked to play more shows and more shows and at the time, there were like hardly any like keyboard bands, so it was really like, what, why, what's up with this like sea of keyboards being set up so like people would like stay and watch what the heck was about to happen. Baby, tell me please, is this a dream? Spending the night with you beneath the cherry tree. Yeah, that's yeah, cause like um, yeah, that was pretty out there, right? Yeah, cause there was there weren't many. No, like the first time we went to South by Southwest, I remember, like the sound engineers were all like, "Uh, where's your drummer?" And they like didn't like have any idea what to do with like this setup, which now is like so common. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's awesome. So like you were kind of like trailblazing in that in, in that regard. Yeah, at least I really felt like we were. But mm -hmm. then, like, later on, I saw this. There's this amazing documentary on... Uh, 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 it's on, You can find it on YouTube, but it's, like, I think it's, like, BBC4 or mm -hmm. something. Um, it's called Synth Britannia, and it's okay. all about, like, the history of synth bands in the UK. Okay. And I had, like, thought we were such trailblazers, but, like, mm -hmm. actually, like, 20 <laughs> years before, like, it, it already got done. Like, it happened. Um, I just didn't know anything about it. I really did not have, like, such a breadth of, like, music, mm -hmm. you know, because, like, we were just listening to punk and hardcore, and then, like, I got into, like, kind of, like, hippie music in Spanish, like Manu Chao, and mm. then, like, you know whatever like like fabulosos cadillacs like there's all these kind of like latin american mm -hmm. bands that i was into but i didn't really like understand anything about like synth wave and like uk anything yeah i mean it, it was you know i you know um it was tough to get a good you know taste now now it's easy you just you know just jump on spotify and you know you're good to go or wikipedia but um yeah, it was it was tough, and and I think you know I never even thought about having a keyboard in a band because it's so used you know with punk and stuff, you know yeah. it's just like uh, hardcore. There's no it's, it's sonically it would be yeah. Every time you would see a band with it, it would be like oh that doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> exactly, it's like <laughs> so true. But um, but yeah, that's that's awesome. Like you know, I remember that, and I was just like, wow, this is um. So it's cool because I started getting into like making music on the computer and messing around with stuff um, electronically. And I wasn't because I kind of got into like more drum and bass. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like, but yeah, I never got into any synth wave and stuff. But even like, wasn't like Trent Reznor? He was in a synth band before Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, or yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's such like a synth pioneer in so mm -hmm. many ways. Yeah. So it was out there. I guess it was just harder to, you know, to, to learn about it and stuff. 
yeah, it was like you. Yeah, there wasn't like you know. I don't know. There wasn't that much. Like maybe it was just because we were from Long Island. Mm-hmm. You know, like we weren't living in the city at that time. It was like yeah, you know, there was like a diversity of things in Brentwood, but like none of those things included like old school synthesizers. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yeah, like half the stuff I didn't know it existed. <laughs> like, oh wait, yeah. you, you can, you, the, you know, you can play a keyboard with thunder, thunder sounds. I thought it was just like, <laughs> just had no idea. Yeah. Th- yeah. And then, um, yeah, like Guitar Center kind of opened up and then uh, I started messing around with the Korg. And ah. I was like, oh wow, this thing is amazing that I couldn't have afford it, but like, this is so yeah. cool. Awesome. So, so yeah, okay. So what, 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 uh, yeah, so you started getting more and more shows, and then like, yeah, how did that feel? Like, you know, um, it was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I I felt like really, really, really blessed that to have come out of like the hardcore scene and doing a zine and like that whole DIY ethic like mm-hmm. really came in handy because, and also like you know this keeps coming up, which kind of just like the experience of just like jumping in and trying it, mm-hmm. um, and just going with the flow. Um, it really helped because like we you know we basically like we had a manager and stuff who was our friend but like i did all the business managing and we made like almost every decision like by consensus and we talked Mm -hmm. about everything and and we we eventually became a trio but we were all like so invested in this process that um it really came from us and like the scene was really vibrant with bands at that time. Like you were saying, like Mm -hmm. in Brooklyn, like there were so many bands, but you saw so many bands like get signed, um, you know, especially like around the time that like MGMT got signed Mm -hmm. and like, um, all these bands like got these big deals that we never got, but you could see how many of the bands, not Mm -hmm. all of the bands, um, not any of the bands that you heard of today, um, but a lot (laughs) of the bands would just like, kind of like take the advance and then like party put it all up their nose or like into the studio yeah. um, or like spend it on oysters or I don't know, whatever the hell people do. Um, and we, and then they would just like, then the label would just drop them and then they would just be like stuck and kind of like not know where to go. And we never had that problem because, well, first of all, we were pretty nerdy and like <laughs> uh, safe, but uh, we also like, um, yeah, we just like always did it ourselves and we had that punk rock kind of like, well, maybe mostly me was forcing it down everybody's throat. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody for forcing that. Um, but but we, but it, what it did, that ethic kind of like gave us the background of being able to like just move at a steady pace is what mm-hmm. I guess what I'm trying to say. And so we would always like go, we released our first three records ourselves in America. Wow. Wow. Yeah we saw like we got a label in the uk and a label in japan and Mm -hmm. we saw what the label in the uk would do with it they would just like hire their friends to do press and then like hire the you know whatever the record manufacturer and the Mm -hmm. cd manufacturer and the distribution company and i was like wait why don't we just do that yeah you can do it yourself (laughs) yeah yeah diy yeah and we were really blessed like you know like for a lot of reasons uh but like we were in this thriving scene and we were also like hit right at the time of like the internet mm-hmm. like not starting obviously because we're talking like 2004 2005 mm-hmm. you know, like myspace but, um, and all that stuff yeah myspace and pitchfork mm-hmm. and like all the blogs like brooklyn vegan and stereo oh, gum yeah, and yeah. all these like 
blogs were starting and people were reading them and then like people like bands were being made by the internet and so we kind of got found by the two labels that we were signed to because Heather's friend from college ran this like mp3 blog and put one of our mp3s on it yeah and I didn't realize you know I had no idea I had no idea how lucky we were. Like, I got a phone call at my job. I was working in a nonprofit after college. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy, I do a terrible English accent, so I'm not going to. <laughs> I will just do his inflection. Yeah. He was like, hello, I've been emailing you. And you haven't been emailing me back. And um, you don't understand. Like, we want to sign you. This is a big deal. And I was like, I got, I got a job. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's like, just... <laughs> <laughs> just do it and I was like alright I'll go tell the girls <laughs> fine <laughs> so we we signed and that, and that was really great and then we signed to Rally Label which is still going strong in Japan so mm-hmm. if you have Japanese listeners they should check out Rally Label because they're so good they have excellent taste um, a lot of good bands coming out on that label um, yeah wow that's, I don't remember where I was going with that conversation. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's, yeah, we, we went exactly where you had to. Um, so that's cool. So it just, everything, you know, you just kind of did what you were doing. And yeah, just, you know, you, you, I mean, you guys are great, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, it was, um, it was a, like you said, it was, it, was a, it was a cool time to, to kind of just, you know, do what you wanted to do and, you know, just kind of be grounded i think that that's kind of like what um i kind of got from what you're saying like a lot of bands would just get money and not know what to do with it and want to be like rock stars or whatever um but you know yeah you had that grounding you know from you know just you know your your life and it's like yeah just doing music to do music man like (laughs) you don't have to be all bigger than life you know what i mean like you know i think yeah that's kind of what what helped you guys it seems like i don't know yeah you're right um cool so all right, so then, yeah, how, so that was like 2004-ish, 2003, 2004. Yeah, 2003, 2004, we started the band, and then it started taking off in 2006, mm-hmm. really. I think 2005, 2006, our second record came out, which everybody thought was our first record. Yeah, and I I think it was around then that you asked me to contribute to your amazing song. Oh yeah, yeah. That I loved, and I like didn't have time to do yeah. it, but I was like, damn, this song is so good. That was yeah, a really good song, that. Phil. Oh, thanks. And I feel I really wish I had done it. Yeah, it's okay. I didn't have any time. Was that that time? Or yeah, was it was around that. Yeah, maybe a little bit, a little like bit after. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. Ugh. <laughs> those years were such a blur yeah yeah for me too i think um yeah uh, <laughs> were uh, they yeah just lo- lots of uh lots of partying <laughs> really yeah my, my late 20s were nuts yeah but 
<laughs> that's like, yeah. you know, that's the time to do it. Yeah. Not your late teens. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, cool. So what did you like? Did you do the band full time or um, yeah. like, did you, like that became like your full time like job, I guess, or? It it was like so I was working at this nonprofit, mm -hmm. um, which is a it was a great nonprofit. It's called Transportation Alternatives. It's still around mm -hmm. and we advocated for the rights of cyclists and pedestrians in New York mm -hmm. City, which is a beautiful job and like now, you know, fifteen years after that, like you can see all the hard work that they like laid the groundwork mm -hmm. for in action and it's wonderful. But I was like doing their bookkeeping, running their like slower than molasses, like free database that was like running the membership. <laughs> and it was so like, I was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't do this <laughs> anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was making like hardly any money. I was like mm -hmm. barely scraping by um, uh, and working like so many hours uh, that when we got the offer to like tour Japan because mm -hmm. we had our label there. Um, I like took like a sticker, a white sticker and I put it on my computer and I wrote like the number, the price of an around the world ticket. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to save up this much money and then I'm leaving. <laughs> Even though I loved it and I can't say mm -hmm. like any bad things about the place, but I just like couldn't, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, my heart wasn't in it and I don't think that you can contribute to anything when your heart's not in it yeah it's a good point yeah um so yeah I was like I want to go see India mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to see what India is like <laughs> 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 um because I was I was like 20 24 years old 25 mm -hmm. years old at this time and um just so young um so yeah so I did it I saved up that money and I left my job and then uh, we toured the U.S. and then oh no, we toured the U.K. We had like this fateful like U.K. tour opening wow. up for some friends of friends who mm -hmm. were much more popular and much more rock than we were. Uh, which we had like stuff thrown at us. People really didn't really. Like us. That's, yes, that's lame. Why would you throw throw stuff <laughs> at three women playing keyboards <laughs> on stage? That's because like the most corny shit you can do. So, why so mean? <laughs> college kids and i don't know it's like you know jeez rougher parts of town i guess i don't know and it was funny because they were throwing stuff at us and i was like oh look they threw a whatever a glow stick or like and then i read like on the internet the next day like they were so stupid they thought we were throwing stuff to be nice <laughs> <laughs> oh man jeez man oh uh, but anyway that tour was really fun mostly because like the band are like still some of my very 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 best friends to this day awesome. um yeah uh but then we had a layover on our in chicago we had a layover in new york for like eight hours on our way to japan mm -hmm. also a layover in chicago but um and during that layover my boyfriend asked me to marry him and i was wow like, Wow. Okay. Um, that's a big decision to make in like six hours. <laughs> um, don't even really remember what your voice sounds like, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, well I said yes, but then I went to Japan and mm -hmm. then I had just quit my job. So I quit my job, did the UK tour, came back, got engaged, went to Japan and then went to India. 
Wow. And then I went to India for a month by myself, um, which is pretty intense. How was like, that? Yeah. yeah that's... It was really intense. Um, I absolutely loved it. Like, I really understood, like, the generosity of people. Like, mm-hmm. literally, if you were on a train with somebody, and I think it was different because I was a woman and I was alone. And a lot of the times I was traveling, like, in, like, there's, like, women-only areas. Like, women-only train cars, women-only waiting rooms, like stuff like that um, mm-hmm. unfortunately i think yes it is like from a conservative background but also because there's a lot of violence against mm-hmm. women um in public spaces which is terrifying mm-hmm. but um th- those are safe spaces and um they have that all over the world too i mean i think do they even have that in tokyo like the women yeah the, the commuter the commuter in the during rush hour yeah, yeah. because um yeah the, some guys can't keep their hands to themselves oh yeah. way to ruin it for everybody dudes <laughs> yeah stop ruining it for everybody <laughs> they have that in mexico city as well wow. um yeah but anyway what i was saying about uh, india is that like if you if i was on um like a, tr- a a train car for example and there was like a woman next to me and she was like eating a cracker she would like break the cracker in half and like be like eat this wow you know or just like make me eat the cracker because like that's the generosity and like also at one point i um you know what do you ever buy a train ticket for midnight phil and like you don't really know what day that midnight applies to (laughs) no not yet well that happened to me (laughs) and i got stuck in this like no name town because now at this point i'm like obsessed with like american colonialism like corporate mm-hmm. colonialism so i go to this town called bhopal which was the site of this awful gas disaster that was um from a an american um corporation that wow. had this gas okay. factory I, it's t- i can't go into details this is a feel-good podcast but it mm-hmm. was a disaster mm-hmm. and um so I'm in this town, like, at midnight <laughs> at a train station. There's, like, you know, it's India, and there's, like, no electricity. It's, like, mm-hmm. dark, and I'm, like, there's, like, I get on the train, and this guy, I'm, like, you're in my seat, and this guy's, like, I'm not in your seat. And I was, like, you're in my seat. He's, like, you just woke me up. I am, it's midnight. I am not, you in your seat. This is my seat. I have the ticket. And I was, like, no, look at my ticket. And he's, like, this is for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, Oh, <laughs> okay, great. You know, and there's like a guy, there's like a military guy with a rifle. And I'm just oh my like, gosh. where am I? I'm all alone. It's so late. So like <laughs> I ended up going back to the train station and there was nobody there. And I had to like wait in the waiting room overnight. Oh, man. Um, and then the guy, the, the like station master, there were these two station masters who were so funny. Like, first of all, I didn't know that when you go to India, there's no line like there says there's a line and it says please queue in this place yeah but what you don't understand is that you're supposed to just bum rush to the front of the line (laughs) because i was like oh all these people who are bum rushing the front of the line they must have like been here first and now they're Mm -hmm. just like handing in their form like what happens at the post office here like Mm -hmm, where you like mm -hmm. have to go back with your form uh and no like (laughs) i was just like standing and waiting on this line forever so i eventually like left in frustration and like found like the station manager and i was like crying I was like, I don't know where I am. I don't know where I'm going. I can't speak the language. I'm just like so. And they're like, oh, my wife's here with taking my daughter home. Just go home with them and like go take a shower and take a nap. Wow. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, your ticket. We'll get you your ticket. We'll sort it out. And like this family ended up taking me in. Um, 
And um, yeah, I stayed with them for like three days sleeping on their couch. And like, I don't know, it was really cute. They like, I don't know, dressed me up in saris and like took my picture. Like, look at this exotic creature staying with <laughs> That's us. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, I don't know. I really like, I don't know. They, they were so generous and it really made me understand like just how like weirdly selfish people are like generally speaking especially in the united states wow yeah that's 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 nuts oh, my daughter wants to say hello hi konbanwa oh konnichiwa <laughs> hi hold on yeah. she's shy now it's okay yeah, she just wants to mess with me. Is she five? Yeah, yeah, she's five. She, yeah. I think she's almost the exact same age as my daughter. Really? They, they can they can play together and stuff. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh my god, amazing! Actually, so I think cool. I kind of knew that they were the same age because I remember seeing on Instagram her working in workbooks, and I was like, mm -hmm. "Whoa, Frankie doesn't know how to work." Feels <laughs> <laughs> such a better dad than I. <laughs> no, no, just yeah, no. yeah, just the the. the uh, <laughs> <laughs> just I was to play, always like yeah. copy. I was always copying your moves. I was like, "Oh, what's <laughs> Phil doing in Parrotland? Maybe I should try that." <laughs> oh man, yeah, you know, just yeah, like you said, um, I take the same approach approach as you. Just kind of uh, just f go with the flow and see. I was like, "Oh, they sell these books." What age group is for this? Is like that those like seven year olds like, oh what what two and up? I was like oh shit I got I'm I'm behind. <laughs> <laughs> just bought a bunch of them like just like I don't know what I'm doing I just went with, <laughs> so yeah just well it worked out yeah it worked out. <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully hopefully yeah I don't want to mess her up that, that's like the biggest thing of being a parent like you don't want to screw up your kids. I Some, know. Like reading all these conflicting things, like, oh, yeah, give them lots of freedom. Oh, wait, no, you should be a little more controlling. Like, what? what yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you don't know whether or not you, like, hit the sweet spot until they're, like, not talking to you when they're 30. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, oops. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Screwed up. more advanced notice on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So we've been talking almost an hour. Um, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It flew by. Um, but uh, yeah, so I guess um, yeah, I just wanted to just um, yeah, no, we had like a really fun conversation. So nice to to talk. Um, oh my god, I miss you. Yeah, I miss you too, man. It's, um, hopefully we can have like a reunion uh, when COVID. Uh, yeah, or like the Zoom. Zoom. Zooms, yes, we should do that. We should. Can get, you like, ask a Zoom Jeff party. tomorrow if he would be up for that? Yes, I will. I'll definitely. Definitely ask him. Because um, I'm supposed to have a Zoom party with Josh. Bowen. Oh, how's Josh doing? He's good. He lives in. He just moved to New Jersey, actually. But oh wow. Yeah. For uh, yeah. And then also Corey lives around here. Yes. Yes. Corey. I see him. I see him on on uh, Instagram. His his daughter's the same age, I think. As, oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Does. I only ever see on Instagram his like Google his band. apps or something. He's like in some band too, I think. Oh, I bet he's so talented. Yeah. But um, all right. Okay, um, sorry. I'll stop talking. No, it's cool. No, it's cool. It's cool. No, I'll I'll definitely tell Jeff about the uh, Zoom party. I'm sure he'll he'll join. All right. Yeah. So I just wanted to just ask um, when I finally got to see you again. The the last time we actually like spoke, uh, <laughs> like instead of like you know on social media or whatever, but was when you 
we're here on Japan for your second tour. And two, this was like 2010, probably. Yeah, that was probably our third tour. Third actually. tour. Yeah, so, you know. Second, yeah, I don't remember. Sorry. Yeah, so that's amazing. So your third time in, in Japan touring, like, um, and you were already married by then, I think. Yeah, I got married in 2006. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, you were, okay, you were. You were I was a baby. Married, married, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so how was it? Yeah, so, like, how was Japan? You've been here so many times, and, um, yeah, so how was it yeah. touring in different countries and and different languages and stuff? And, yeah, how, how uh, was that? Oh, my God, I loved touring in japan like i really like japan um but again it's like we i'm sure you felt like this when you went but it's so different from the united states like when mm -hmm. i went to puerto rico i think because brentwood is so puerto rican that like puerto rico felt like an extension of brentwood mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it just mm -hmm. felt so brentwood when i was there and you're like could see like all the puerto rican things in brentwood and like yeah whatever like you felt very natural same as new york city right it's like mm -hmm. you come to new york city you're like oh okay fish to water like this is my turf like i'm mm -hmm. cool you go to japan and you're like whoa <laughs> 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 the world is different yeah 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 Every, yeah especially the the Seven Eleven shocked me because i'm <laughs> they're like yeah. actually nice establishments <laughs> yeah not like my mom never let me hang out at the Seven Eleven in brentwood <laughs> <laughs> it's a good it's smart <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> on pioneer drive yeah. uh, so um yeah the 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 conveni right was mm -hmm. so different and mm -hmm. also just like you know waiting in line to get on the subway like mm -hmm. i'm was probably so rude because i didn't really even understand that that was a a thing mm -hmm. you know not like new york city um but yeah again it was I feel like every country you go to teaches you a different art of living. Like when I went to India, mm. it was like definitely the art of just like open openness to, mm -hmm. to, to welcoming. And like Japan is very welcoming, but it's like welcoming in a different way. And mm -hmm. like, you know, in Japan, you go and you understand, like I totally had my life change in Japan. I was in Kyoto and I was like, you know, when, so being in a band everybody's like oh my god it's so glamorous you're touring like this so <laughs> exotic you like see the world but like what you really see is like the interior of a vehicle for four to six hours and then <laughs> you soundtrack for two hours mm -hmm. um and like you generally in a language you don't really understand and it's like really hard to like get things to sound how you want them to get mm -hmm. um and then you like go rush and eat before you play and then mm -hmm. like pray you're not too full to play a show and then like <laughs> you go to japan and then you have to like sign autographs for like two hours after the mm -hmm. show um and then you just like crash and then like do it all again the next mm -hmm. day but anyway so i <laughs> we had sound check and then uh i went to go get takeout food and i brought it back to the venue and I was just like, you know, did the American thing of just like slumping down and just like started eating it like basically like out of the bag because I was like just so tired. And the friend of the guy, this friend who, who was there of the of the guy who ran our label, she was like, oh, she like started like arranging my table. Like she started like putting a flower in a vase and then like moving the books <laughs> to the side and like putting the book bag on the back of the chair instead of on the table. And I was like, oh, mm hmm what are you doing? <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, how the, how the, 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 um, the environment we are in affects how we feel. Mm. And I was like, oh, 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, kind of so, like that frog, yeah. like being like a dead animal, same as like mm-hmm. a chicken sandwich. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you've got a really good point there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that, like, totally, I mean, I'm still kind of a slob, but, like, that totally <laughs> changed, like, my level of comfort in disorder and, like, understanding and appreciating, like, how everything, how to respect objects as much as you mm-hmm. respect living things. And that mm-hmm. was, like, not something that I had ever crossed my mind before. It was really game changer. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, this is similar things, the similar thing has, ha- ha- like, ha- happened to me in Japan. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, you know, it's something that you would think you would you would already know, or yeah, you, you you kind of mm. like when you hear it, it's like oh duh, of course, right? It's like yeah, <laughs> but you know, just we were so we just kind of socialized to not think of you know inanimate objects as having a place, it, like kind of very disorderly, right? I think at least you know that's um, how I feel. I was raised uh, in some I don't say raised, sorry mom, um, but like. <laughs> You know, just I was that awareness, the level of awareness. And it's like, yeah, maybe you should, you know, set the table and, and put things, you know, where they, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, um, sim- yeah. very similar experience. You do it, but you don't really, like, understand. Mm-hmm. And it's not like an artful experience mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. it is in Japan where you're just like, whoa, everywhere I go is artful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like it's it's like all and then you come back to the united states and you're like <laughs> you got garbage on the street yes, yeah, there's yeah. like dog poop and yeah. you're just like why don't people have res-? then you're like irate then you become that irate person yes, you're like yeah. why don't people respect the area <laughs> living yes this is good. yeah yeah definitely <laughs> so every time i go back i have to I have to switch switch on switch off it's culture um, shock, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you're like, it serious. could be so much better. Like, why mm-hmm. are you living like this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My mom says that too. She's like, I'm from Brooklyn. We had nothing. We had nothing. But we did not throw trash on the street. <laughs> yeah. We picked up. We had pride. We had pride in our block. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely, yeah. I think, um, yeah, like, uh, that's so cool that, you know, you're able to, to, um, you know, set that goal and go, you know, like that's such such a cool thing. Like that sticker that you spoke about, like, like, where did you think of doing that's such a really motivational way to, to, to do something for yourself. Cause it worked. It worked. (laughs) It really worked. I don't know. I don't know how I did that much like vegetarianism. Phil. I invented it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, seems like, yeah. Like what, like you, Things have kind Not. of worked out for you that, well, you know, you have a really good sense f- for that. Yeah, you know. and I also, obviously, I feel lucky and, like, I feel like now, like, I don't know, with, like, all the Black Lives Matter movement and mm-hmm. everything, I'm like, okay, yes, I had gumption and bravado and bravery, but also I did have, like, an entire society stacked in my favor, so I cannot, like, discredit that as also, like, you know, mm-hmm. helping me be able to, like, even have, like, the ability to save $3,000, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to say that's not, that's not true. But it still yeah. wasn't easy. I guess it wasn't easy, right? It still, wasn't easy. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but good point. Yeah, that, yeah that's an excellent point. There's that, privilege uh, involved in, mm-hmm. like, the scrounging and saving and, like, doing mm-hmm. my own thing. Yeah, no, that, that, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not that that I'm not gonna disagree with that, man. That's <laughs> kind of what I was talking about anyway. Um, yeah. But uh, no, but that's still still amazing, you know, that you were able to to uh, to do that. And I really like that idea about putting that sticker on your computer. I, th yeah. I think I might do that. Oh, for good something. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try it out. Oh um, yeah, it's so, cool. It's a really good. It's really concrete and like. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of the secret to, I mean, I'm sure you already know this, but that's like the secrets, especially when you have kids or like mm -hmm. a job or other obligations, like set like some goal mm -hmm. and then like just like chip, 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 chip away at that goal. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I saved up the $3,000 because I stopped taking the subway. I like mm -hmm. rode a $3 bicycle that I bought at Island Thrift. <laughs> nice. You know, and it was like yeah. every time I ride my bike, I was like, I earned $1.75. Mm -hmm. I earned a dollar seventy-five today. Mm -hmm. You know, and thinking wow. about it in those terms. That's awesome, yeah. And that's a great way for learning too. Like you know, because a lot of people learn, especially like you. You know, you you speak Spanish, so I'm sure that also that kind of um, tenacity comes into play when learning a language as well, right? Like studying mm. and speaking, and that's yeah. cool. And not being shy. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Not being shy. That's so cool, man. Yeah, you're awesome, Annie. You're awesome. Uh. Phil, you are awesome, and you totally inspire me all the time. Like, not just in parenting, but like, yeah. You're wow. so creative and kind, and I don't know. I just feel so lucky to have known you. And, like, you, you're, like, this supportive now with, like, the podcast and, like, shouting out all your friends who you adore. But, like, you've always been like that, and, like, that is so so good for the world and i just really wanted to thank you so much for being like that oh, that, oh, that I, I really appreciate that thank you <laughs> thank you for the kind words um all right so yeah i guess um just want to just kind of guess wrap it up um there's two more questions if that's okay yeah sure so what are you up to now so yeah like what are you doing i know we spoke about <laughs> you being a parent and oh, you know yeah. you know ovar simone is really s successful um I f like f my friend phil young was like he's like oh man you're talking to Annie man she, you know Twin Peaks all this stuff I was like okay I'll, I'll make sure to ask her about it um, but yeah so what, what, yeah what are you up to now and uh, I listen to listen to your to your your music because uh, you've done you're doing stuff you know doing solo stuff listen to yeah. New Age Traveler. Yeah, and I just I love I, your Instagram. Like, you playing the guitar and you're using like all the pedals to make it do like sixteenth notes and stuff. Like, yeah, because so I'm cool. still bad at guitar <laughs> after professionally playing music for fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, so what are you up to now? Like, you're still being awesome, but uh, yeah, 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 just want to share a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know, I um, yeah. So Ovoa Simone ended uh, a little bit before uh, we were invited to be on Twin Peaks. It's a whisper. Yeah, we actually owed most of our fame 
to David Lynch in the first place because he was like became a fan and then would just like oh, shout wow. it from the rooftops to from to everybody to like listen to us like and cool. he said it wow, over that's and a over big endorsement man yeah Jeez. and I that was another thing that like I was like okay you know I studied like feminist film so I was like all right fine David Lynch likes us like and then I was like whoa there's like a whole like cult surrounding this man <laughs> yes <laughs> I had no idea existed I was like he seems like a nice guy he's very nice seems cool <laughs> really nice supportive man love mm -hmm. um but i didn't really yeah i didn't get i did not get what like <laughs> what a blessing that was um yeah so then yeah so then he did twin peaks he invited to be on twin peaks but at that point um ova simone was pretty much like you know just stopping slowing down a natural mm -hmm. course of events um so I kept making music because I just like at this point could not stop. And actually mm -hmm. Heather from Ova Simone was like, you're stupid if you don't think people want to hear this. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> this is terrible. I'm nothing without the two of you. Like, I don't know. She's like, just release your album. Stop being a dummy. And then so I did. And then that ended up being doing really well. Um, one of the songs got like put in a bunch of different like TV shows mm -hmm. and um, commercials. So I was able to like sustain the endeavor that way. quieter album after that which nobody listened to but that's totally fine <laughs> um and in the meantime i was invited to score two films so now i've been doing some film scoring that's so um, cool yeah i love it and then i'm actually like putting i'll send you the link i'm almost finished with another record so, oh cool that's yeah, so I'll awesome send that to you yeah i'm really yeah. excited about it it's i don't know it's more like poppy mm -hmm. i don't know it's more fun Maybe okay. people will like it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. Thanks. Yeah, this, uh, yeah, you're like, oh, so it's inspiration. You no, know, because I, I still you know, mess around with music and stuff, but I'm always like, what's Lanny up to? Like, always <laughs> to checking out your Bandcamp page and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks. yeah. So, yeah, I'm always like, yeah, so awesome. All right, cool. Yeah, so, um, yeah. yeah, and then, uh, yeah, your, your mom, too, on top of all of this, which is not easy. I guess and a wife, so yeah, it's never it's that's probably and more now difficult. With, yeah, with COVID, like teacher yeah. and like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was homeschooled before I went to. I was homeschooled for elementary school, so I think oh I really the homeschooling thing down. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm so weird. Like, just <laughs> like I'm like wait, your society means nothing to me because I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah, I didn't go to school until I went to West. Okay, that's what you mean, like Chris Nolte and, and uh, yeah, okay, cool, mm -hmm. cool, <laughs> awesome. All right, yeah. So thank you, yeah. Thanks for sharing, and um, um, yeah, definitely everybody check out any stuff. Um, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll I, I can put the links to to your oh band cap on on your oh my god uh, on I would the blog. Love that. I would love All right, that. Awesome. All right, cool. And um, yeah, the final question is um, and um, you know, you already said it already, but I'll just ask it just to. To, to keep with you know tradition i guess whatever you want to call it so can you speak other languages um other than english uh, if so please share 
Okay, so I guess my best second language is Spanish, mm -hmm. um, obviously because I studied <laughs> Spanish, but also my band uh, was a little bit popular in France, so mm -hmm. I can order. Oh, the like title, a, right? From uh, Pee Wee's Play, Pee Wee's Adventure, Pee -wee's right? Pee Wee's Big Adventure, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's funny because I was like, oh, you guys just love us because we have a French name. And this guy <laughs> was like, no, we love you because we love women. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know if that's like better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> your, your feminist, uh, your gender studies degree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, oh, great. Um, thanks for the honest reply, at least. <laughs> yeah, at least, yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I can speak a little French. And then I did study Japanese to try to get by because I really hate being that, like, American that's, like, assuming that everybody speaks English. So mm -hmm. I did learn a little. Cool, a little cool. bit, especially like, what does she want? Vegetarian, this. <laughs> <laughs> and people are still like, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> I had to say, like, Nikunai. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. All right, cool. Do you have like any favorite uh, Spanish words or curse words in Spanish? Oh, or any? my favorite word is something they say in Puerto Rico all the time, which is chévere, which chévere. is like, it just means, maybe, I'm sure your mom probably said it all the time. Mm. Uh, it just means like cool, mm -hmm. but I, I love it. Yeah, I got lots of, uh, cállate, cállate la boca. Cállate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like chévere, but um, it's a little different meaning. Too, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pretty close, eh? Yeah. Ven aquí. Okay, okay. Ven aquí y cállate ahora. Yeah, yeah. That's my, yeah. Yeah, that's what I tell people. Like, cause I can't speak Spanish, like, well, but I, I, I can get yelled at really well in Spanish. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fluent in getting yelled at. Oh, that's your secret Spanish. power. That's your secret lingual power. <laughs> But um, Annie, thank you so much. Oh. Uh, it's been great uh, catching up with you. Um, and yeah, um, I will. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm you know seeing what this podcast this you know does. But I would definitely like to like to have you back on. You know, I know that you know um, you know you're really politically uh, still active on your social media, which is awesome. And and thank you for uh, you know representing you know uh, Black Lives Matter and stuff and being aware of of. Uh, you know the issues that are going on so so yeah so if you definitely want to come back come back on and uh, i don't know how i'll do it but i would love to have like a brentwood reunion some or something oh my god that and everybody yeah i don't know how i do it maybe on google hangouts or something but you know but uh yeah that's a little a little further down the line but, but yeah thank you oh thank you so much phil all right, awesome. Yeah, and if you ever want to do some music together too, I'm always down. Oh my down. God, I'm finally down. I got <laughs> mad COVID time. I got like yeah. so much time on my hands. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right, so Annie, thank you for being a hero that I call by the first name. And uh, yeah, I, and, uh, yes, see you around, I guess. See you, Phil. Bye. Bye. Bye.